Welcome to the Von Nelson Podcast. With me today is CEO and CIO, Chris Wallace. Welcome, Chris. It's good to be here, Dan. All right, Chris, um, wrapping up the year, last podcast of the year, and we had some big news out of Japan earlier this week. Um, News was Bank of Japan is going to allow the yield of their 10-year um, to move 50 basis points on either side of 0%. And this is this is up from 25 basis points. Um, so uh, two questions here for you. You know, One, you know, why did this catch the market off guard? And then two, you know, what is the significance of this move? Yeah. So I, I think as it relates to the market being off guard, I don't know that it surprised the market. I think the outsized move we saw in the currency yesterday really just reflects the lack of liquidity in the market in general. And it's not unlike what we saw um, with the lighter CPI print where the S&P rallied 4% and then fell 4%. So if you think about that, you know, that's over one, probably $1.5 trillion increase in wealth that was wiped out within hours later. And that is the nature of what we've been discussing, which is a lack of liquidity and issues developing within the structure of the market as it relates to passive taking a larger and larger share and options market driving a lot of the underlying conditions. So what I I think happened, it was was well known that there was likely going to be a move. It was expected it would be with Kuroda's successor. So the timing was a little earlier. The futures market was already pricing in the move. What we saw was just a lot more volatility in the currency, and with that, you know, probably some unwinds of positions. Um, What does it really mean? It means that, um, like we've been saying, I think we brought this up in the last podcast, we're going to go through a series of resets, and one of those is a higher cost of capital. And the Bank of Japan has been trying to hold on to this lower cost of capital. And I think, as they stated, this has to do with market functioning. And that may be, in fact, the, the case that, you know, there was just no trades for a number of days in the JGB. So their cost of capital is going to go higher. Um, as is well documented in the press, they're a huge exporter of capital. Does this mean more capital stays home, potentially? If so, um, who doesn't get that incremental capital? What assets don't get that incremental capital? They'll feel more of a liquidity squeeze, which will increase the cost of capital and further depress asset value. So, you know, all of this is that reflexive nature um, of kind of what we're going through, um, and we'll just have to see how it plays out as as we head into 2023. Right. And, and speaking of 2023, um, as we close out the year, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about the, you know, the the historical Santa Claus rally, and you know, sadly, after a, you know, a promising start to the fourth quarter of, of 22, you know, December has been been pretty ugly. <laughs> um, you know, so you know, should we expect this negative sentiment and negative momentum to continue into 23? Yeah, a, a lot of this is is just driven by flows and positioning. So um, whether it's dealer positioning in line with with option positions, and then the normal flows that would occur, and how much relative liquidity there is to deal with these flows, it just doesn't take a lot of money anymore to move the market. Again, passive is such a large piece there. A large portion of holdings in equity markets really aren't transacted and available for liquidity purposes. And so I think what we saw early in the quarter was just that positioning and flows were supportive. And the minute uh, those positions 
uh, were relinquished, you know, you get more of a bearish tilt to the market. You know, market's rallying significantly today, Wednesday, uh, with options expiration. Um, and so, you know, again, it, it's just the underlying positioning. There's a case to be made that positioning going into 23 uh, could be bullish, meaning when you look at dealer positioning and and options positions along with the underlying flows that would normally occur, there's a case that, you know, we could have a melt up in the market through um, early February. Again, you know, I think we saw something similar in, in 2020. Um, as we were headed into COVID, the market was ignoring it and moving it higher. So again, a lot of the the weekly or monthly or flows we're seeing, we like to attach some fundamental reason and some narrative around it. It's just underlying positioning. So I, I, I'm open to the idea that we could melt up in the first part of the quarter, uh, but I don't think that's going to be related to earnings and economic fundamentals. I, I still with look at 23 with the base case scenario of the Fed has to get inflation down in order to be able to reduce the Treasury rate such that the U.S. Treasury and our federal deficits can be funded. And we can't do that anywhere near where interest rates are today. So the question is, can, uh, you know, will the Fed be able to maintain sufficiently tight policy for a long enough period that inflation will cool and they can cut rates. And what that really means is what breaks, how does it break, um, does it break sufficiently that that the Fed can cut rates or even potentially add liquidity because of deflationary forces, which, you know, contrary to what people would expect, if we cause enough damage, it will actually end up being good for the market because we'll, we'll get more liquidity. You know, if we get a kind of a long, drawn-out slowdown or um, a shallow, long recession that's insufficient to cool inflation, then the Fed's not going to have your back next year, and that's not going to be good for equity markets. So it, we're, we're just in a different regime and a different regime shift. So wouldn't be surprised with some bullish sentiment is from now through uh, early February, but don't take that as an all clear for all of 2023 for sure. Yeah, good. All right, well, that's a good place to stop for today. We'll have a quick one, um, but you know, it's uh, putting a wrap on the year. That's that's a little over 50 podcasts for us so far <laughs> in, in 2022. And yep. um, you know, certainly thank you to, to everyone for listening. Um, you know, we, we really enjoy hosting the podcast. We enjoy all the positive feedback. Those folks that have you know, written in requesting specific topics. So um, hopefully 23 brings a, a little bit more hope and some favorable yep. returns. And, and thank you. And, and we'll be back soon. Perfect. Thanks, Dan. The views, information, and or opinions expressed during this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Von Nelson and its employees. Von Nelson does not verify and assumes no responsibility for the accuracy of any of the information contained in the podcast. The primary purpose of the information, opinions, and thoughts presented in this podcast is to educate and inform. This podcast, or any podcast in the series, does not constitute professional investment advice or services, and any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk. Past performance is not an indication of future performance. 
By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents of this podcast are the property of Von Nelson and, or used by Von Nelson with permission and are protected under U.S. copyright and trademark laws. Securities discussed within this podcast may be held in the Von Nelson Strategies.